When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Cricket Badger Podcast IPL Daily, in association with Moonrise Cricket, Indian Premier League 2020, 13th edition, every day, every game, every spill, every fill, every triumph, all the way to the IPL Trophy. Hello everybody, welcome along. It's another edition of the Cricket Badger IPL Daily and we've seen a game between the Rajasthan Royals and the Sunrisers Hyderabad with SRH coming out the comfortable winners in the end by eight wickets. Although for some of the game, it didn't look as if that was going to happen. David Warner winning the toss, opting to bat second mm-hmm. and for the first time in the tournament, Sunrisers have chased down a score. We're going to have a look at that game and also look ahead to tomorrow's action. And joining me to do exactly that, it's Anambika. Neil Varani and Naman Shah. And it's only right, I think, on uh, such an occasion that we start with Neil. Neil, that was a good result for your boys. It's been a long time coming, James. Um, so many near misses, but it was absolutely professional. Um, stupid, just played when Jopra came back, um, saw him through, although Vijay Shankar getting a, a trio of fours was a bit unexpected. Um, and took their toll on the other bowlers. It was as professional a performance as I've seen from the Sunrisers, especially when our two biggest ticket batsmen got out very early. I was going to say, Neil, 16 for two, in, in uh, towards the end of the third over, Joffre Archer, um, steam pouring out of his nostrils as he paced in and uh, put in a really good spell at the top there. It wasn't looking too healthy at that stage, but so it's a major plus, isn't it, for Sunrisers to get home without the two big guns firing? Absolutely. We've been so reliant on uh, one or both of them batting well that to go through the ho- almost the whole innings without them. Um, Manish Pandey this season has scored quite a lot of runs, but done it at a sedate pace and he's not really looked at the races. Um, today was absolutely superb. Um, very little risk taken, but when he did want to go for the big shots, he looked an absolute million dollars it was uh, beautiful watching his successing today yeah those two uh, managed Pandey and uh, Shankar putting on 140 for the third wicket there to steer Sunrisers home as a canter in the end Pandey making 83 Shankar making 52 and uh, Anand though just to go back to the Rajasthan Royals the, the star of their bowling attack all the way through this campaign has been Joffre Archer He's been terrific in every single game, win or lose, and he was fantastic today. He's an absolute gun bowler. And, you know, apart from maybe Rabada and Bumrah, at least to me, Archer is by far one of the best in the white ball format. I think even in this IPL, it's pretty much just him and the Rajasthan Royals, right? Who else is giving him a lot of support in the bowling lineup? So absolutely gun bowler and he's delivering. It feels like he has Warner on toast. So Warner walks up and typically he just edges things off. And that's exactly what he did. Even in a T20, there are two slips. Steve Smith seems to know this. So yeah, it was just uh, 
quite phenomenal to see him get Warner time and time again, and he did that today too. And then get back to Bairstow, who's again one of the most explosive batsmen in the T20 format, and you see him bowl that inducker to him and right hit the top of the middle stump. I mean, if you're a top, if you're a fast bowler, I mean, is there anything better than that? So just amazing performance, man. When Steve Smith put those two slips in at the start, it was really good attacking captaincy, but he seemed to lose faith in that plan and after a while. And as soon as he got Bairstow and Warner and managed Pandey came in and started hit, trying to hit the ball off Tiagi especially, Steve Smith reverted to uh, being a little bit more defensive and it almost handed the initiative back to SRH. I think that's why I wonder whether a third over of Archer would have made sense. But, you know, obviously as a captain, Steve's got to figure out what his resources are. And again, apart from Archer, who else does he have? So it's, you know, in hindsight, it certainly makes sense that he he held back Archer, got rid of the slips. And also we saw Pandey pretty much took a liking to Tiagi, right? So Tiagi is this 19-year-old kid who's playing his first IPL. Felt a little sad for him, but Pandey, man, he was just nailing it. So I guess those decisions in hindsight, you could probably go and uh, nitpick on, but probably a tough one for Steve right there. Bodylinet-shirts.com. Browse the finest collection of cricketing t-shirts on the web. Hundreds of original cricket designs for cricket players and fans alike. Featuring everyone and everything from Larwood to Leach and Cow Corner to Chin Music at BodylineT-Shirts.com. And you can get 10% off your first order using the code BADGER at checkout. BodylineT-Shirts.com. T-shirts for the discerning cricket fan. Naman, talking about Tiagi there, he had a bit of a ropey night tonight. That He's shown enough in this tournament, I think, to show that he's got a, a real future in the game, not just in the IPL, but potentially for, for India as well. It's one of those nights for him, isn't it, that he just needs to kind of put behind him and just try and focus on what's ahead now. Pretty much, James. Uh, this is going to be a long learning journey for him and bowling alongside Jofra Archer. It's a dream come true and he's only going to improve from year on. And uh, to be honest, uh, Manish Pandey was absolutely brilliant today. He was there to express something. He was looking angry and the short sum he has played, it was just exceptional to see him. And he was uh, putting some message out there. He... I felt that he was looking a bit absent since many many of the matches SRH has played, but today he was uh, there. Uh, he showed his what he's made of, and uh, yes, good to see him back in form. And this will only give huge relief to Bejstov and Warner. I guess uh, these two huge guns have a lot of pressure, uh, but uh, this innings should give them a huge sigh of relief. Do you think, Naman? I mean, obviously, having some star players in the side as a youngster, a young Indian player is. It's terrific and you can only learn in the long term from that. But do you think there might be an issue of, with Tiagi that he sees Jofra Archer bowling rockets from one end, taking loads of wickets and then he tries too hard to try and replicate that rather than just sticking to his own plans? Yes, uh, this happens uh, not to take uh, what Jofra Archer brings uh, to the team, but it's not right to compare uh, right now what uh, Tiagi is going through with uh, and what Jofra Archer has done. Uh, but yes, uh, as Anand mentioned, they are uh, uh, Rajasthan is lacking good fast bowlers. They have tried every one of them. Varun Aron earlier, then uh, Unadkar has been has gone for plenty. I just feel that their batting order. I just don't know what uh, brainstorming is behind that opening with Ben Stokes and putting Butler in the middle over. And past few matches, if you will see, they are not using Tevatia nicely. Even today, they promoted Parag before uh, Tevatia, so I just don't know what is the game plan out there. But uh, kudos to SRH. Uh, it was brilliant to see Holder also. It was superb. I always felt that he's an underrated 
uh, all-rounder, but uh, he gives much more balance to the team. Now you're looking at the table this evening. It looks a little bit nicer for you, uh, Sunrisers fans. You've got Delhi and Royal Challengers at the top there on 14 points. Mumbai Indians with the game in hand on 12 points, looking pretty comfortable there. But then it gets really interesting. In fourth place, KKR, 10 games played, 10 points. Sunrisers, 10 games played, 8 points. The same for Kings 11. And then Rajasthan Royals having played a game more on 8 points as well. As Steve Smith said at the end of that game, he's not quite sure how statistically it works out where that leaves Rajasthan, but it certainly leaves Sunrisers in a lot better position than they were when we spoke yesterday. Absolutely. I don't want the teams to get too far ahead of themselves. Just look to the next game, take them one game at a time and any other football cliche that you can think of. Is a game or two halves? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, just don't get ahead of ourselves. Look to the next opponent. Um, break everything down into into simple pieces um, and then the chips will uh, land where they may. The net run rate is looking pretty good for us, especially after KKR's shellacking uh, the other night. So that may be in our favour. It's almost worth another point at this time. Yeah, Sunrisers over the moon. Rajasthan Royals sick as a parrot um, this evening after the uh, game today. Moonrise is a sports engagement website to allow sports fans to learn from the very best. Get a personal video message recorded for a fan's special occasion. Have a professional cricketer as your next coach by getting video feedback or having a 30-minute conversation with some of the world's best players. Players such as Jimmy Neesham, Colin Munro, Tammy Beaumont, Danny Wyatt, Monty Panasar. Visit MoonriseSports.com or go to Moonrise Sports on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. Moonrise Cricket, let's play. Let's have a look at the uh, Moonrise moment of the match in today's game. Naman, I'll start with you. What will be your nomination for that this evening? Uh, I know it will be Manish Pandey, but uh, I'll go with uh, Vijay Shankar. Uh, that two shots which he played... I guess it was uh, Tevatia or Gopal on the offsides. Both were typical, uh, similar kind of shots. It remind me, reminded me of uh, VVS Laxman as well. I guess those two shots were just uh, textbook cricket shots and amazing to uh, watch those shots. Uh, I'll go with those two shots which Vijay Shankar played. You say, Naman, that you know it's going to be managed Pandey. You don't know that at all. I decide this. I decide this. Anand, what about you? <laughs> So I think to Naman's point, I'm going to go with Manish Pandey. So Pandey in his IPL career has had quite a few knocks where he's done well, but his overall striker tends to be around 120. He's a guy who sometimes gets a little stuck and can't seem to clear the big hits. But today he just felt, uh, I think Naman mentioned that today, that he just came out on fire, right? Uh, I think they were 16 for two and Bearstow and Warner's back in the hut. Kane isn't playing and Pandey, who usually plays that sort of anchor role, didn't play the anchor role. He sort of took on Tiagi, got a couple of boundaries, then hit a couple of sixes of Stokes and pretty much seemed on fire the entire match. So to me, it has to be uh, Manish Pandey just because of the impact he had on the match. He made what seemed like a tricky total, a uh, very easy victory in the end. And it was really good from him, wasn't it? Because he knew that if he could get ahead of the run rate, it would make it easy. He more than got ahead of the run rate. He, he just uh, controlled that chase and some. Neil, your Moonrise moment of the game today. I think it's a choice between two. There were two players who just seemed head and shoulders above everyone else. Uh, Anand's already spoken about Manish Pandey. There was a six that he hit off Ben Stokes' first over, 
um, whereas it was on his legs and he just flicked it over um, uh, deep square leg um, and there just there was no effort there it was so nonchalant that it was beautiful um, the other person is Joffre the ball that took Bairstow um, was excellent but the first over the way that he worked over David Warner um, was just wonderful to watch. It was a real battle of two very, very good players, one who's had the wood over the other for a little bit, but I think it was play and miss, play and miss, edged over, only just over slip, and then caught by a second slip, which is something that you don't see very often in T20. So I'm probably going to go with Jopra's first first over there, just because it was, it was great viewing, even though I'm a Sunrisers fan. Well, do you know what? As soon as Naman said that he knew it was going to be Manish Pandey, that ruined it for Manish Pandey because that that made me think of somebody else, and it had to be Joffrey Archer. And I agree with you, Neil. I think I think the ball that got Johnny Bairstow, um, it just nipped back in. It's the ball that always gets Johnny Bairstow, isn't it? It just nipped back in. It was uh, bowled at pace. But I think those two overs, those first two overs from Joffrey, and seeing as he's finished on the losing side today, will make him a winner by uh, naming Joffrey Archer. The Moonrise moment of the match. Want to get your game the very best it can be? The future of coaching. Talk to a pro. 30-minute video conversation. Video analysis from players at the top of their game. Video shout-outs. Get a personalised message from a pro. Great for birthdays, congratulations messages, a prank or a simple hello. Visit MoonriseSports.com or go to Moonrise Sports on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. Moonrise Cricket, let's play. Right then, chaps, let's have a look ahead to tomorrow. And it's a uh, a mouth-watering encounter, isn't it? Uh, Mumbai Indians taking on the Chennai Super Kings. It's the two old stages of the competition. It's the two most successful sides Four IPLs for Mumbai Indians, three for Chennai Super Kings. But they've got to this stage, match number 41 of this tournament, by very, very different routes indeed. CSK won their opening game against Mumbai Indians, the opening game of the tournament. And after that, you just thought it was business as usual. But CSK have gone downhill, basically bags back next to the exit door as we speak. Mumbai Indians have gone from strength to strength and... Anand, you come into this game, I guess, with a lot more confidence than you maybe started the game, the first game of the tournament. Yes, yeah, certainly. You know, you feel really good about Mumbai Indians. However, in the last couple of days, there have been some murmurs coming out. Now, these are rumors, so certainly not substantiated. Mumbai Indians have not said much about this, but there have been some rumors about injuries within the Mumbai Indians camp. And it looks like, I mean, I would suspect that Ishan Kishan probably doesn't play just based on his reaction of, with that hammy injury that he showed in the last game. But there are some rumors that Rohit may not play. So Ooh. not sure whether that's actually going to happen or not, but certainly could have a bit of an impact on the match. And if Rohit doesn't play, who captains the side? Could it be, could it be Pollard? Yeah, I think it's easy. It has to be Pollard, right? He does the West Indies captaincy. He's got a lot of experience, did that as well in the CPL. So has to be Pollard if uh, Rohit doesn't play. And Pollard knows he's been in the franchise for years now. And so he knows everybody very well. So I think, yeah, it has to be Pollard if Rohit doesn't make it. How much satisfaction would a Mumbai Indians fan take in knock, effectively knocking CSK out of the tournament if they win tomorrow? Well, it'd be great because CSK has been one of the fiercest rivals, right? Uh, in a lot of the finals that Mumbai Indians have won, I think the the other team has been CSK. So 
it would be great. Uh, but also at that point, you also think for CSK, this is a do or die game and whether they're going to make one last ditch effort to stay in the competition or not. So it should be interesting, but it would be great to knock them out. Now, I'm coming across to you. I know you're a big MS Dhoni fan. It's a, it's an interesting story, CSK. We've, it's given us a lot to talk about the aging squad, the fact that they've struggled in this tournament, etc. But it's a, it's a sad thing to see, isn't it? MS Dhoni for the first time in his career, experiencing being the bottom of the table in the IPL and, and not making the playoffs. Very much, James, and I am sure that Chennai uh, CSK are failing to reach the wickets because every time if you will see and listen to Dhoni, he is always giving excuses about the pitches that it is uh, playing nicely in the second innings or maybe slow in the first innings. But they have those players in them. Uh, you saw like Duplessis also playing good and Nambati, Raidu and all are good players. Uh, these are not the excuses to be given at uh, uh, especially at IPL level and uh, I feel they are, I just don't know why Tyre is not playing. Maybe the highways are nearby to the ground. They fear that he might run to the roadways and might <laughs> may meet with an accident if he takes the wicket. I just don't know why he's not playing. And uh, yes, disappointing, but I only think that Mumbai should not be complacent over here. They should not think about knocking CSK out, but they should rather think of uh, the top two spots. They need to think to just hit over there. Uh, they need to be there. And uh, if Anand is right, maybe tomorrow if this Rohit and all are not playing, then I guess it will open the group massively. If uh, CSK wins tomorrow, this is going to be a huge chaos uh, from tomorrow. Bodylinet-shirts.com. Browse the finest collection of cricketing t-shirts on the web. Hundreds of original cricket designs for cricket players and fans alike. Featuring everyone and everything from Larwood to Leach and Cow Corner to Chin Music at Bodylinet-shirts.com. And you can get 10% off your first order using the code BADGER at checkout. Bodylinet-shirts.com. T-shirts for the discerning cricket fan. Alan, would it worry if if you did lose tomorrow? If Mumbai Mumbai Indians did lose, twelve points. I think fourteen is probably enough to qualify. Um, looking at the fact that SRH KXRP are back on eight with four games to go, I think fourteen is probably enough to to snaffle fourth place. But you'll be looking higher than that, won't you? It, you know, a win tomorrow takes you level on points with RCB and DC after the same number of games. A loss tomorrow puts a bit of pressure on in terms of the top two positions. Yeah, I certainly think so because. As you can see, the pitches are sort of slowing down. I think if you look at the last few matches, when's the last total that we saw about 180? So that sort of makes, I think, matches a little closer. You will have lower totals and matches are getting closer. So it actually makes sense to, you know, keep your foot on the pedal and keep going forward. Most of Mumbai Indian squad seems to be informed. So that should be something that they should be able to do. Uh, but, you know, one can never say, and again, you know, got a lot of respect for Dhoni. Uh, I think, you know, whatever happens, Dhoni seems to, I think there's definitely going to be a match where Dhoni's going to pull it out. So this certainly could be one, but, you know, hopefully Mumbai Indians, the rumors stay what the rumors are and that doesn't happen and they feel the full uh, strength squad and uh, have a great match tomorrow. Neil, um, I'm going to whisper this question because Naman's on the line and he's a KKR fan, but we saw KKR um, make 84 for 8 in their 20 overs yesterday, wasn't it? And the... I just get the feeling with this tournament, as Anand just said, the pitches are going to slow down. I think that's not going to be the lowest score we see. I think we're going to get a couple of quite low scores as the rest of this tournament goes on. Did, are you on the same wavelength as that? Or do you think we'll uh, just see big scores all the way through? No, no. Uh, the scores are definitely uh, going to come down. I think 
at the moment we're we're looking at most of the pitches even even in Sharjah and it, people are saying it's a one sixty par. Um it's gonna come down further than that, um probably to about one forty because they only have um three pitches, two in Sharjah maybe that they can play on and they're getting played on so often um in rotation that there's no chance for them to recover. So I think by the end of the tournament, we're going to be looking at 140 being good score. And there are definitely going to be a couple of games where people get shot out for sort of 60 or 70 um, when everything comes right for one team. And when some teams either get too complacent or are too disheartened by the fact that they're already knocked out, it can go either way. I, th- I think, Anand, that um, the scores will come down and, I think we've seen already, uh, and I think in that KKR game we saw it, that when teams lose early wickets, in the early stages of this competition, batsmen's three, four, five, six could carry on, make a 50 and still get the team up to 160, 170, 180, whatever, and a winning total. That's going to be less and less likely now. And and the middle order has to start to actually realise the uh, complexities and the, the situation of the pitch, rather than just go back to week one and try and just hit themselves out of trouble. Yeah, absolutely. And this is where, you know, to your point, where the middle orders really come to four. If you look at DC, RCB, MI, all three of them have very decent middle orders. Even if you lose a couple of wickets earlier, maybe a little more than that, that that middle order is fairly strong and fairly tested out. This is where you start wondering what happens to some of the other teams. I think today's game was a great example. Lost two quick wickets, but Manish Pandey and Shankar both managed to kind of stabilize and take them forward. So it should be interesting what really happens as we move forward. Things are certainly going to get tight. Now, man, we'll finish this one with you. KKR's next game is on Saturday against Delhi Capitals. They're not the easiest of oppositions to play, particularly when you've come off 84 for 8 in 20 overs and been battered in your last game. That table looks very, very tight now with for KKR. They need to find a winning formula and find it quickly, don't they? Yeah, absolutely, James. Like uh, Now it's like no room for error and... Uh... Every player has to jump in. It's no longer about Morgan, uh, Morgan's captaincy or uh, Russell's batting. Every player has to uh, take a part in the match. And uh, they are playing against Delhi, who are just exceptional in every department. Every player has chipped in at the right time. And looking at the form of Dhawan, I just have no words right now. Uh, but yes, it is going to be a thriller. But uh, all these teams who are... Uh, Beyond 5th, 6th, 7th, all these uh, ranking teams are surely going to take a closer look on match tomorrow. If uh, They would be hoping for CSK to win and keeping the whole table open. And uh, yes, it's a lot depends on tomorrow's match. And uh, yes, uh, looking forward to KKR's match as well. Well, Naman, you keep your fingers crossed for Saturday. Anand, good luck for your team for tomorrow. And Neil, for once, I can say this to you on this podcast, congratulations for your team's performance today. All three of you, thank you. Thanks a lot, James. Yeah, James. Thank you so much. Cheers, James. And uh, thank you, everybody out there, for listening. Stay tuned because this IPL is hotting up. We're at the business end now, and these matches are going to get tense. They're going to have a lot on them, and they're going to get no less exciting. Mumbai Indians get CSK tomorrow. I can't wait for that one. We'll talk about that on tomorrow night's show. Join me then on the IPL Daily Podcast. Thanks for listening. Join us every day throughout IPL 2020. Follow us on Twitter at cricket underscore badger. Join in the fun. We'll see you again tomorrow.
Social Podcast Network.